The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Everything started with a letdown and we all fall down. Down, down. I want to pick you up now when you hit the ground. It wouldn't make us sound. Did you lose all the feeling when you fell through the ceiling? Cause I miss seeing you around. Let down and we all fall down. Stand up and hear me out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the 108 Podcast, episode 31. My name is Officer Y, or you can call me 108, or uh, you can call me Hey You Piece of Shit. I don't know. That's just many options that we have. Anyway, welcome to episode 31. The title of today's episode is My Environment is a Product of Me. That is a uh, tip of the hat to the quote from The Departed. Um, Joining me today is going to be Mr. Jeff Bosley. He is an actor from uh, good old Hollywood. Uh, met him through some uh, channels here on, on the old uh, interwebs here. Uh, I don't know. He started liking my stuff. I checked out his stuff, and he is just a cool dude. He is a former firefighter Green Beret, so he's got a lot of different perspectives to bring to the table, not my typical law enforcement echo chamber that we've grown so accustomed to listening to not that there's anything wrong with that but I, I like his perspective on things it's similar but a little different so if you uh if you want to check him out uh we will be playing that momentarily longer uh conversation than usual but you know that's kind of the way things have been going these days what i want to talk about before we get um into it is i want to talk about um common sense or lack thereof, we're going to call this segment uh, 10-8's exact change. Why? Because exact change makes no sense. See that? That's like, that's the kind of like Oscar Wilde level wordplay I'm trying to bring to you guys weekly. So hopefully you guys like that. Anyway, so I want to talk about things that make no sense. No common sense. It is not on the menu anywhere. Don't look for it. Obviously, we are kind of in the... Um, downward slope of this whole COVID pandemic thing. Things are opening up. I saw over the weekend that New York City is going to be opening up um, outdoor events to 100% capacity this summer. Yay, baseball, all that good stuff, eating outside, whatever, which is really weird because I thought outdoor things were allowed. <laughs> That's what I thought this whole time. Like uh, last week it came out, you know, our uh, our grand chancellor, Joe Biden, said that we were allowed to go outside without a mask if we took the government shot. But I thought that was allowed from the beginning. I thought that was the whole thing. Like, yeah, like the whole idea is if you can't socially distance and you um, are inside, that's where you wear the mask. Like I thought so outside that should have never been an issue. 
So that's confusing. But anyway, so yeah, we're we're allowed to do that and if we're really good and we, you know, we don't eat too many burgers, maybe we can celebrate Fourth of July, which is, by the way, Independence Day. I don't know. Anyway, those are just some things. But so what I want to talk about, I'm not getting political with this. Just kind of poking fun at some things that I'm sure everyone has noticed, probably have brought to people's attention, and I'm late to the game, but that's okay. Is some of the the safety measures that we took during COVID. Now, before everyone gets on me about the whole COVID conspiracy theory, just stop. Okay. Just accept. I want to like take everyone's mind back to a year ago when COVID was still kind of confusing. It was really, you know, people were like, what the hell is up with this? I just saw a meme that I posted a year ago um, where it was like, oh, well, why, why are these shops closed? But these shops are open, whatever. But just give me a second. Okay. Cause this is stuff that I've been thinking of and things that make no sense. So I went to Taco Bell, um, last week. And when I went there, the, you know, I, I do drive through cause I don't like being inside places. Um, and I'm always on the go. So I did drive through, I went around and when I got there, the lady handed me a cup. Well, she didn't hand it to me, but she stuck a cup, an empty, like, um, large drink cup out the window. And I put my debit card into the cup and then she took the cup inside but she was holding it the whole time so she i dropped the cup i dropped the card in the cup while she's holding it. she brings it into the window she grabs the card out of the cup with her gloved hand put it into the machine the machine read my card took it out put it she put the card back into the cup with the same hand handed me the cup and from the cup i took my card I'm not wearing gloves. Okay. So I just want to kind of make sure everyone's paying attention to what's happening here, what the players of this game are. Say we got Lady 1 in the cash register. You got me in the car. Lady 1 takes a cup. So she's wearing gloves and a face mask. And I don't think she was wearing a face shield, but that's okay. So she takes the cup, this plastic cup, which I'm sure... Because, you know, I, I should have probably seen. But I'm sure she's used this cup for every single customer today. If not this week, if not this month, if not this entire pandemic. Takes this cup and reaches it out the window. I take card out of my wallet. I put card, I'm not wearing gloves, into the cup. She then takes the cup into the window. She takes out the card with her gloved hand. She puts it in the machine. Okay. Then she takes the card out of the machine when my food is done getting paid for. She puts it back in the cup. She hands the cup to me. I reach out. I grab the card with no hand, no gloves on my hand, and I put it back in my wallet. Okay. I want to figure while while I bring up the next part of this transaction, I want you to think where was the sanitary factor and all that. Okay. So then you know I'm sitting there. I'm playing on my phone and I'm like writing this note in my phone, going, "I need to talk about this on a podcast." And uh, then she hands me my food. She hands me my food. She has her hands in the gloves still, but she grabs the uh, bag of food, which is sealed, which I don't get because the bag was unsealed when the food was put in there. And the food is the dangerous part because that's what I will be consuming as a person. But they seal it, which, okay, so I know they're not tampering with my food from the kitchen to the drive through window, whatever. So she hands it to me, not in like a, a receptacle or anything. She hands it to me, and I go on my way. There was nothing sanitary about that entire interaction at all. There was this faux sense of of, uh, of sanita- uh, sanitation, 
but nothing. And then the person behind me, same gloves, same cup. She does the exact same thing. Nothing is sanitary about that. That means that my germs that were on my debit card are now on that person's debit card. And the person before me, their germs are on my debit card. Nothing is sanitary about that. What are we doing, people? Listen, none of this makes sense. It is so asinine. And people are like, oh, yeah, no, this works. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's just like when you're going through the grocery store. And I, me, this guy, goes through and I pick all my groceries. And again, not wearing gloves. I put it in my buggy. Buggy, carriage, uh, basket, whatever. I call it a shopping cart, but whatever. I know I have bunch of weird people that listen i bring it up to the register right yeah i bring it up to the register and i unload everything onto the conveyor belt it brings up she's the lady no gloves starts swiping all my stuff she's wearing a mask she's behind like plexiglass or whatever that the new barrier is and then i pay for my food or yeah i pay for my food i do the exact same thing and then they grab the food and put it in my bag it's like where there's nothing sanitary about that or, or maybe the lady is wearing gloves, okay? It's not like you're changing gloves between each customer, so what's the point? What is the point? Nothing, because that same person's going to go touch her phone. She's going to go touch her glasses. She's going to go touch her pen. There's nothing sanitary about any of this, guys. Nothing. None of this is sanitary. It is all a waste of time, money. It's creating more uh, garbage and debris because now we're just, you know, taking these masks off every day or whatever. It, it's... It's ridiculous, guys. Ridiculous. And I could go on this for hours. Like, it never made sense to me that why, when Walmart was allowed to stay open, why they closed one of the entrances and we could only go all go in the one entrance. It, it made no sense. So now you're telling me instead of us being spread out between two entrances, we're all going to be funneled in through one entrance, so we're going to be closer anyway. And it's like, oh, well, that way the person can count accurately um, how many people are in the store at a given time. You realize how much money Walmart makes on a giving moment? They couldn't come up with, uh, I don't know, two counters or like an app where like one person presses it and someone on another iPad presses it and it keeps a running total. It doesn't matter which side. If you're telling me that the Subway or Disney World or SeaWorld can track how many people are in it just in the park just by turning the turnstile, come on, guys. Don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. So that's the, the lack of common sense I wanted to bring up because I thought it was funny, but also frustrating at the same time. Again, not getting political. And yes, I know the whole pandemic thing. Just trying to put a little, little smile. I was going to say a smile in your step, but that obviously makes absolutely no sense. Anyway, on to the next matter at hand. We're going to be talking to Jeff Bosley. All right, so everyone, take a second. Um, we're going to be playing some music for you guys. And then after that, Jeff Bosley and the rest of the show. Some color powers of the mind. Been in thoughts through space and time. When everyone like that, a book you've read a thousand times. Heard about it when I was young.
right, all right, we are back. I right, would like to welcome onto the show this week Jeff Bosley. What's going on, man? How are you? I am lovely, <laughs> considering the current world watch everybody you uh you said something the other day you posted about just wanting to move into the mountains and i feel like there's so many people at this point that they just want to disappear and they're just like you know what because i've never been like a super anti person like i'm not a big people person like i like my solitary (laughs) for sure but in the past like five years i've been like you know what i want to be the man in the mountain like you know what i'll come down if i need to but for the most part just leave me alone yeah i've i mean i've always been that way and i and in an industry where I have to just kind of put that aside and, and tolerate it. But yeah, I'm, I, I relish, I, I'm envious of Ron Swanson and yeah. um, uh, the guy at the end of uh, Dexter Morgan at the end yeah. of the Dexter series, <laughs> just sitting in a cabin, staring into nothingness of the um, Walter, what's his name at the end of Breaking Bad. They all end up at a cabin. I don't know yeah, that's yeah, I because mean, the people I just listed also aren't two out of three of them are sociopaths. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> there might be something said for that. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but I think there's um either that or like the man in the mountain obviously or just like I don't know, just I'm I'm thinking like old man in the sea. Like let me be on a boat somewhere and just away. Yeah. You know, it's just um <clears throat> but you know, I like people. Uh obviously, I'm in a in a people-driven business as our For uh, sure. You know, you yeah. have you have a fire background, you have a military background, which we'll talk about in a minute. So you, obviously, you yeah. know, we we do want to be with people, but I think that the the more you interact with them, and people are very interesting. Don't get me wrong, but the more you interact, <laughs> it's the more you um, appreciate solitary. Yeah, it's a weird dichotomy. It's, it's the yeah. people that probably are the most involved, whether it's uh, LEO or fire, or you know, I'll even go to the movie shenanigans. At least. Of our ilk, like there's a lot of people in the movie world that love to be 24/7 on on in, on and in and around. And mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of my prior baseline of norm, of of our backgrounds where I, I I will never be that. You know, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, and I, I even before the really California movie, like I was the exact same way. I, it's it's almost a it's a needed reset or recharge i guess you know and i don't know if there's i'm sure there's a deep doctor filled reason for it but <laughs> right. I, I i it's hard not to see that common denominator amongst the ranks of people yeah. that like tight groups same people all the time same family or same like uh, i was picture like the people at the end of a cul-de-sac like they're mm-hmm. they have to stay in that cul-de-sac with their other military their other top friends right kind of like a friends. almost like tribalism yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I would say. That heartbeat, like you know, uh, what's that dude's book? Tribe. I just forgot the name of the book, but it's early author. But yeah, um, it's an interesting book for the military that are curious. It's about that Sebastian Unger, that guy. Okay. Yeah. But it's exactly yeah. It's all about tribal. Yeah, for sure. So um, before we go too far into the woods, um, let's go ahead. Uh, let you introduce yourself. Kind of give us a story of your background because you're, yeah. as far as my guests are concerned, you're kind of a little different. You're kind of. Uh, <laughs> As far as like not being not being a police officer and and yeah, yeah, yeah. have a different different background and story, so um, let's go ahead and we'll let you introduce yourself and we'll kind of go into that. Yeah. From there. Uh, well, the short I, best short version is my name is Jeff Bosley. I am currently an actor playing in Hollywood. Well, not counting pandemic, but the the pre pandemic is I'm paying the bills acting. Um, and before that, though, I was a traditional kid from. Idaho. I did, you know, 
soccer and football and rodeo and all the non I, i'm like almost like defensive of not being associated with hollywood but i, I really <laughs> that's like a huge podium for me um but yeah so i did all that and then uh, i stayed i went up to college in washington and back to idaho to do more college 9-11 happened um i stuck it out for a couple more years i was in pre-med and sports med and i did some theater in college and high school and then then i finally uh joined the army I went and pulled off becoming an Army Special Forces Green Beret, and um, most people in our ilk say SF or whatever, but I'm also, mm-hmm. in case they don't know, I have to use that long right, right. word, Army Special Forces Green Beret. I always sound like a SEAL. And then after that, <laughs> uh, I, I spent two years firefighting, and then through various circumstances, you know, um, I might not be a doctor, but I play one on TV in the, the spirit of that joke. I might not be LEO, but my ex-wife married a cop, so I guess that's kind of <laughs> okay. Good. There you You're go. Like, I, like I'm kind of like a cop. I, guess. I, I mean, I might as well be now. Um, but after yeah, two years, that was a big uh, tipping point. And I was like, after the firefighting, and I was like, you know what? It's just me and a dog. So let's mm-hmm. just go try this thing. Uh, I was raised by a doctor. I was raised very practically. I've obviously had very practical jobs. They obviously had their uh, insanity, but I still had a control over my fate. And then. Since it was just me and a dog, and I had a handful of friends um, and just circumstances that made me just go, I'm going to regret this. And I, I'm a very burn your boats kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I packed it up, moved to Hollywood, and fulfilled a lot of cliches. And But if it weren't for my SF background or my uh, age and maturity and, and life experience of various degrees of hell, I definitely don't think I could have came to Hollywood and done what I did. And, that kind of brings me up to date now. <laughs> right, right, right. So how long have you been out in Hollywood? I think now I'm pushing just under eight years, I think. Seven okay. years. Okay. Yeah. And um, what are some of the things that you've done out there? Like I came here and I vowed in the spirit of all or not. I don't mean any disrespect to uh, infantry or in any of the branches, but I, I swore if I was going to go into the culture, I was going to become a Green Beret, nothing mm-hmm. else. And that's, again, it's not an elitist thing. It's just I... That's how I was, or that's how I'm unfortunately to the chagrin of my own soul and many of my loved ones. <laughs> like that's how right. I'm Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I moved out to Hollywood. You know, like everybody used to be an advisor, military advisor, and all that crap. And I swore I wasn't going to do that because for, for two reasons, I didn't want to settle, and also it's just the nature of the beast. Is this is it's an extremely it's no big surprise. It's extremely quick judgment, such superficial business. Where uh, right, wrong, or different, if you're known as the uh, advisor guy, or stuntman, or whatever, you'll be pigeonholed quickly. And right, so it could be sure. career death for a guy, despite my weird, I know what I look like on paper, I'm not being a, a cocky turd, but I know what I look like. And if I just fuel that assumption versus the, wow, this guy's a theater major and spent years and years and years training in theater and actually performing and learning and studying the quote unquote art of acting, if I just feed that fuel, I knew I'd be stuck as a stuntman or a uh, you know advisor or whatever forever because once they they go oh oh sure that stuntman covered in tattoos and muscles yeah sure he can act whatever mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so I've been doing that I you know because of the, the superficiality of the business because I know how I look you know I pretty much play Navy SEALs all the time you know or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or I, I got a, pretty much it's a running tie of do I play Navy SEAL more or the affair guy. more? Like the, the, oh, the guy okay. the woman has an affair with. For yeah. some reason, I'm a that like that tall, dark, back. handsome guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like apparently, you can't. You have to be that to be a you know a, 
as no moral moral being. So and yeah, so that's it. I, I met I've I've networked and I've met a handful of people, but it's just not a lot of it isn't my business. And a, a Green Beret, uh, uh, maybe a generation older than me, he uh, got me my first thing that kind of got the inertia going. Uh, an Uma Thurman movie where they needed a tall guy with that same very stereotypical look because she's a taller actress. And that kind of got me a little bit by no means am I on billboards and, and rolling the cash. So it's not like that kind of cool, like, oh, that one job famous now story. But that got to unleash the, I call it, you know, like the bill paying inertia going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then definitely there are times for triaging who's going to eat this month, me or my dog, you know, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but you know, like that, that's kind of how I've been surviving. And, you know, it's it, every once in a while, like die hard fans, like, I know you from Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever. And it's like, wow, you spend way too much time on that show because I'm like, you know, I'm on the B, I'm on the B team and everything I'm in. I'm like, you're like the guy you kind of know, but you're not sure why, you know? Right, but, right. Like, yeah, so, like, I'm not going to puff, puff myself up for being like the billboard guy or, or also I try to also like, this is the one business where you can, uh, kind of self-regulate where you can go, look, I'm no longer going to do these roles anymore or that's all they'll get. And mm-hmm. I got to the point where I'm like, I'm no longer going to do this, dare I use the word lower role. And as a result, you get better roles, but mm-hmm. you get less of them, you know? So it's this weird thing. There's no guarantee. So right, right. that's, that's uh, the long rambling answer. No, 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 that's fine. Um, a lot of, even my listeners don't even know, but I went to school for film. That was actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was really what I uh, – end of high school into early college, that was what I wanted to do. Um, awesome. I remember – yeah. I remember – so my my godfather was an actor, very, very like independent film type things. And I was yeah, always yeah. interested in acting from him. So I did theater as a kid, things like that. Um, I had a director in high school. She wasn't very supportive of me. <laughs> but so, <laughs> so I never got the good roles or anything. Those always went to her favorites or whatever. But Oh, yeah. Um, I remember seeing Kevin Smith's clerks yeah. and I was, and I was like, huge this inspiration. Is, yeah, I was like, this is, I mean, I found out that he paid for it by selling his comic book collection. I'm like, I yep. can do shit like that. So yep. Yep. Um, I went to school, couldn't finish school because of money and all that nonsense and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Came down, well, came you, down know him, you know, that doesn't matter because he's right, right, exactly. like four months into it. So he's like, whatever, you exactly. know, everybody will vouch for that. So, so I, uh, I moved down to Florida with my family. I was in, so first thing I did, I was like, all right, let me try to get any job I can. And then, you know, dead end jobs here and there. I went on Craigslist. Someone was filling, uh, extra roles for his independent film. I was like, I'm in, let me do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I went, this guy was doing like a school shooter movie in a high school. And, uh, I was just going to be one of the kids that got shot and killed. So <laughs> I did it. It was actually it, so it never got produced. He uh, he took it out to Hollywood and it just it died in the water. But uh, yeah. but it's still a good experience. Well, anyway, make a long story short, um, I ended up going back to New Jersey to be in my band, and we basically built that up from the ground up. Like, and I was in charge of making the connections, doing the networking, all that stuff. Awesome. Um, but then I ended up leaving finally for different reasons, and I was like. I was looking at what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, do I want to try film again? And I was like, I just did all this work for the band. I don't think I want to do that anymore. It's a lot of yeah. work, a lot of networking. and stuff. Yeah. So that dream kind of died in the water, but I've always had, so when I went to school, I wanted to be a screenwriter. That's what I set okay. out to do. Um, so every once in a while I'll be like, Oh, that would be a good idea. And then I jot it down and whatever. And that's kind of where it is. So I do kind of understand 
a little bit what you're talking about about the the networking needs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I I saw not firsthand with the with the movie that I was in, but how you can have a good idea, you can have all the pieces put together, and then it just dies. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I I think I I don't even know where we crossed paths. I don't know if it was. I mean, it's obviously in the current climate of a lot of people saying "f you Hollywood." I think we mm-hmm. kind of crossed paths, or but um, I think that's the weird thing about this business is it's just you can have amazing ideas and unknown screenwriter like and i this sounds i I try to not say a lot of stuff i might say today during our chat in an old jaded pissed off way but but there is an element of um i guess experience crosses over to be coming across like jaded but there's an element of this business where like the kevin smith that stuff if, if it happened now he mm-hmm. wouldn't like I. I genuinely fear he wouldn't make it. Right. Um, like Godfather wouldn't be made right now because we live in a, an industry and a and a time. And again, none of this COVID almost could make it even ten times worse. To be honest with you, of where they want guaranteed income, the new mm-hmm. screenwriter terrifies people. Even though it's in a, like I like the buddy I'll mention tons. His name's Scott Siegman. We have our little production thing, and he's an amazing writer. And the fear it's a constant fear of. Another reimagining. How many times are we going to see the new ghost? But like, yeah, how, how about yeah. somebody have a new goddamn idea? But that scares people because they're like, we want old ideas that guarantee us money, even if they're yeah. crap ideas being recycled. And respect to the Rock, but they're not going to put anybody but the Rock or Tom Holland in it because they want guaranteed income. Yeah, and I get that from a business standpoint. You know, like that's moronic not to go. Well, what gear, like what person goes into right. business? Going, well, I want, I want a risk income. You know, like yeah, <laughs> people yeah. would love to have guaranteed income. So, yeah, like how you said, dead in the water. I can't imagine how many scripts or actors, myself included, or anything that come to Hollywood to slowly die mm-hmm. because I, The Rock is a guaranteed money maker. You know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I feel like you know the independent film industry is just non-existent right now. It's either super artsy. We're super blockbuster. There is no in between. I remember yeah. in in 2008 up till about 2012. That was really when I was focusing on film. There were people, you know, you think about like the Judd Apatow movies of like yeah. Superbad and Forgetting Sarah yeah, Marshall. Yeah. All those they're not being made right now. You know, like even no. that is risky. Um, and comedy yeah. is just a risky industry anyway because yeah. you know, I mean, right now a stand-up comic would would not. I mean, I talk about it all the time, like George Carlin would not have a career right now. Don Rickles would not have a career right now. Like it is yeah. not the time to be funny and yeah. push the envelope and have it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing is I would say like, I, 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 I poke the bear every once in a while. I'll post stuff on social media or whatever. And, and, and I also know to navigate the waters. I got to be a little vanilla because like what, you know, casting directors, depending on not even politically, but I would say one, one side or the other, like, well, we want to hire this guy because he's a loose candidate, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you, you you navigate those waters. But I used to always say, I'm like, I I I I'm in awe of comedians because that that their intensity could be was, was almost their shtick, which it was yeah, expected. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's we don't. You're right. We don't live in that time anymore. Where even the George Carlin that was in the history of the F word, like mm-hmm. he, his career could end, like he was quote unquote canceled. Yeah. And and it's, again, I'm like. Don't get me wrong. I have a painting of, of uh, Captain America smashing Thanos. Like I love me some dumb, big blockbusters, mm-hmm, turn your mm-hmm. brain off, moron movies. And I straight up love me some Ethan Hunt or Ethan Hunt, <laughs> Ethan Hawke, artsier, fartsier, more like great drama, artsy mm-hmm. stuff. 
but they're not the risk. Like my favorite experiences have been on those indie sets where like everybody's broke, nobody's making any money, people are losing. You know, like I have a film in the film festivals is crushing it. I lost more like life out of my soul and more <laughs> money making that movie, but it was also the most rewarding. But yeah. like you said, it's, it's dead. That it, and then I don't know what the outcome is going to be on the other side of this. It's a it's a ter- and I'm like not even to get all like oh is Jeff okay. I'm in the middle of going, I don't, you know, what is worth it? You know, I'm, I'm pushing 40, late 40, mid 40s. So you start to do that value of like, sure, sure. Of, of those indie films were more rewarding when I lived in Colorado. Like I, I, you know, those are way more fun. You had, I was a firefighter. You had your job that paid your bills. So you weren't like, oh, holy shit, am I going to eat tomorrow if I make this movie? Right. You know, so the, it was art driven by art. It was the Kevin Smith of experiences. Like they mm-hmm. made that shit for fun. You know, he luckily can do that now and make, you know, um, what was the walrus one? Oh, And But, he, you know, I got to know how much he listened to the guy. Like, I love He's a huge go-to on all my podcasts. Yeah. You know, he's like, like that came from a podcast joke. So he said, they right, right. That. Yeah. And he's like, screw it. And he got the money, made it. It's, it's, it's a disaster, but I'll watch it because it's a Kevin Smith movie. Right, You know, that's right. not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not the norm. You know, but... Uh, but you know, even, yeah. Even even when you're talking about Tusk, like that movie is only because he had his fan base, his following. If yeah, he was Kevin, yeah. exactly. If he was Kevin Smith in 1994, he would never be able to make that. You know, well, so. they wouldn't even made. They probably wouldn't even made Clerks. No. I mean, like present tense. Like, what's the elevator pitch? There's gonna be two guys in a convenience store, and they talk a lot about yeah. some who. Some funny stuff that's very politically driven, and some just straight up dirt humor stuff. Yeah, no, it's like, not gonna. That it's not gonna yeah, sell. it's terrifying. Yeah, and I even say, like, <laughs> like it's, now, it's, now, <laughs> now someone pitches that, you'd be like, so a podcast? Like what? <laughs> yeah, and that's the world we live in, and that's a, like no joke. A, a day in and day out present tense of of, and I know tons of actor friends and screenwriter friends and everybody's going, going through the same thing. Like it's, it's a, a come to Jesus, you know, and obviously COVID makes it almost 10 times worse now because mm-hmm. the air, you know, there's one argument saying they're going to want content. I hate that, that word, but they're going to want content, content, content. So that, does that mean every time we turn on Netflix, we're going to see some of the most shitty things on the planet? Right. Or are they going to, or there's going to be three ways, or they're actually going to lean into those unknown people, those people writing screenplays like you or my buddy Scott or me, and go, we need some new stuff, we're desperate, and actually accidentally let some new guys get get a chance. Yeah. Or are they going to go, we only need to make blockbusters. So for the next 20 years, it's going to be Fast and Furious, Mission Impossible, and rock movies. Like, mm-hmm. we need guaranteed income. For and and superhero and, movies. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a moron for that stuff. You know, yeah, like, for sure, I, I mean, look, look I'm probably going to re, yeah, I was gonna, I'm probably going to rewatch tonight the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. I mean, that's a four hour investment of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's, um, yeah, like, it, it, it's weird. So, yeah, I'm rambling, but yeah. No, it's, no, it's, you're, it's you're absolutely time. right. Very odd time. I'm thinking of every single movie that I'm excited to watch, which is a smaller list than usual, but yeah, they are they, they are all rehashes. You know, like Mortal Kombat yeah. came out today. Uh, yep, you yep. got you got the uh, Sopranos movie that's coming out. Like yep. those are the ones that I'm looking forward to, and I'm thinking of movies in the past that I enjoy, and they are not those big name blockbusters. I mean, you know, the Batman yeah. and whatever, but it's yeah, yeah. just. I don't know. And and the problem is <clears throat> with social media is everyone's a star, right? So you can, you can 
you can yeah. come on TikTok, make a few dances, make a few jokes, and yeah. suddenly you're funnier than what's on TV or on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what's it? But um, I, I'm I'm glad I can't remember her name. That makes me feel like I'm not giving her power. Um, the, <laughs> the WAP, the WAP girl, the wet ass. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, her. She just got a signing deal on some. I want it. It wasn't an Apatow, uh, but it was one of those level high end comedian directors. She got a major role, and I'm like, oh, wow. really? Like, come on. And you know, like you said, TikTok stars and. Again, if I could turn off my, I'm a, I'm like this weird trichotomy of, of my own worst enemy because I'm like a fan, super nerd. I love stupid and I love everything about movies and cinema. Like a straight up proud closet, not in closet, like nerd. I love this shit. And then I'm also an actor. So then I get competitive as far as like I want to work and do the job and have fun. But then if you flip it around as far as like a producer and a moneymaker or just a businessman in general, you know, it's just like, well, why wouldn't you go? Wait, if I hire this. Because I've actually worked on a film with a Disney um, girl. Uh, her name is Bella Thorne. She's now mm-hmm. she like crushed. She crushed um, you not you, you uh, uh, fan fan uh, only fans. Okay, yeah, yeah. Created, like she crushed it. She like shut down their servers and made like three some, millions of dollars in like an hour. Some ungodly. Yeah. And it's because like she came from I think Disney. I did a film with her way early, and it's like how would you not go? Hey, if I hire this person from TikTok or Disney or whatever. She's automatically going to bring these fans. Like that's mm-hmm. automatic ticket sales. Right, wrong, or indifferent. It's autom- Like that's like if you open up a car shop with a, a car, a race car driver as the manager of the shop, he's going to bring all his fans with him. Yeah. Automatic income. So I get it from that standpoint, but it's also diluting and neutering the waters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For anybody a- that wants new shit or to be in the new shit, it's it's a a lost cause almost. It is. It is, and you know. Through my Instagram and, and the podcast, I've been a v- big uh, Gary V yeah. learner, you know, and he is the one that's like, whatever you make, just put it out. Content, content, yeah. content. And yeah. which someone on the low low level like you and I, that makes sense. Like we want to get our stuff out there. We want someone to see yeah. something and it's a trick. But now you get somewhere massive like a Netflix or a Hulu and it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 easy. Like we don't need more of your yeah. content, you know, so yeah. it's because they're obviously taking the same advice because they want to make yeah. money. People that I are on Netflix and there's a new movie. There's a, like a new dump of 10 movies. Yeah. Every, yeah. I swear to God week. And as a movie fan, some of them are trash. And then as Absolutely. an actor, I'm like, why the hell did my stuff get made? Stop yeah. writing some amazing <laughs> stuff. So yeah, just, I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. You can't fault the guy said content, content, content. But then like Kevin Smith, like he couldn't have his 60 podcasts now because everybody no no disrespect to it i have one too i mean everybody has a podcast you know he would be like you said if he didn't have that inertia he he'd be a drop in the bucket you know yeah he was definitely in the podcast realm i mean he was one of the forefronts he was like oh yeah yeah, him and rogan were like the ones that created that as a a thing and yeah and he was people did you ever watch yeah did you ever watch his uh evening with kevin smith's like his, yeah, I love him. It was, I love them. So to speak, yeah, a, a stand-up man. comedy show, but he did like Q and A's and stuff. I mean, yeah, exactly. And he was like, "Well, instead of doing tours, why don't I just sit at home <laughs> and record these yeah. and send them?" Back? Yeah, I mean, it was that, genius. When I lived in LA, that was what I did. Is I went to a Hollywood Babylon, like oh, all yeah. the time. I would go to him. Like that's one of my favorite podcasts to go watch, and where that's how he monetized it mm-hmm. is to do it that way and tour with it. But we could all still sit at home and listen to it for free, you know. Yeah. And you know, Rogan's obviously the opening twenty minutes of a Joe Rogan podcast now is ads. 
Right. But, right. you know, it's still, they, you know, and like, actually the guy that does the podcast, the Hollywood Babylon with Smith, he's a DJ from LA, his name's Ralph Garman. And he, he, long story short, got fired on, on a, a radio station in, here in LA. And he created his own podcast. And he was one of the few people I've seen that go, went to Patreon and monetized mm-hmm. it. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, you can see how many people they have. You can know how much their tiers are. I mean, he has like 11,000 subscribers and yeah. his lowest tier is a dollar. Let's just say all of them got the cheapest tier. It was 11,000 bucks a month. Yeah. Like, yeah. but then I, people got all indignant when, when people dare charge for podcasts. It's like, wait, why does this matter? Mm-hmm. Yet making a movie you expect to pay for, you know, right, I was like, for sure. And that's something that I've <laughs> noticed too, is like, you're, you know, I kind of, I mean, Instagram is very, is not very nice to police content. Um, God, no. Or anything that isn't woke, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so I get, fr- so I get frustrated when I look at my numbers and my, and my insights and I'm like, man, my, my numbers yeah. are down and everything. And, um, you know, I think about it and I'm like, man, I put out all this free content. Everything I do is free. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I'm like, I can't even get a, get a couple thousand likes on, on a post. Obviously, that's not necessarily the people's fault. That's the algorithm yeah. and all that stuff. No one's seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The algorithm, sure. But then you start thinking, like, okay, well, what if I do a Patreon or do something separate or my own website, so that way yeah, I yeah. know I can control what you see. Yeah. But then, but then you're gonna fight with the Instagrams and the Facebooks of the world, and it's like, well, what's yeah. the point of that? Why am I gonna put all that? Yeah, money yeah. Into it? I, I went. I went. I leaned to the hell into Patreon once, like for a good couple months, where I did a show a day. Like mm-hmm. five days a week, I did a podcast and I was like, I am not letting anybody have this for free. I had like Mondays were the free one, but Tuesday through Friday, it was an hour show. I was like, you guys are paying for it. There's like, this is literally, I'm making this my job. And I was like, I'm leaning into this and it paid my rent, but it was, it was highly disproportionate. The amount yeah, of production yeah. value I put in, the amount of editing time, the amount I was getting out of it. And I'm not talking to people, but they got used to that free podcast model. Mm-hmm. Where that people loved it, I'm not kind of something back, but I was like the the ratio of work in and barely squeezing like a couple bucks to pay a bill out was just nightmarish. And yeah, it's it's, it's I mean it's I mean this this goes down to the old drug deal. I mean it's all get them hooked for the free stuff and then start charging them a lot. I mean that's right, stuff right. We saw on like but, after school specials since the dawn uh-huh. of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but then <laughs> but you know work I, anymore. Right, exactly, because it's gonna, they're going to say, why do I pay you if I can get it over here for free? Yeah, down the street, there's a free yeah. drug dealer. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So in my in my case, it's going to be like, well, why do I have to pay for this police podcast where I can listen to one of the 9,000 that are over here? Or you know, I you know. can apply that anywhere. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So it, it's just nice that I, I consider this like a like a hobby that takes up way too much of my time. And then and there you go. that's kind of where I'm at now is of, of – we it sucks to have to do both like obviously the dream is like what your mom says your dad says like oh what do you love doing for work and you don't work the rest Mm -hmm. of your life like that's great in the little utopia books and the what we see on the internet or media like i I beat this to death with like the hollywood world is you know we see like the super famous and all that all that you know even though that could be in the thousands if you go all the way from the rock to henry cat like anybody you quote unquote famous you still apply that to the statistics of amount of people, myself included, or whatever that are in LA trying. Mm-hmm. The ratio is extremely, like, not even close. And people yeah. don't realize that, and and that's and that gets to the point of like, well, 
yeah, mom, I appreciate your advice. So like, do what you love and don't work a day in your life. But daddy's got to eat, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then so you're at this come to Jesus moment where I'm presently at what you just kind of mentioned. It's like, you know, if you can be a firefighter or whatever and actually kind of, that job might not be the best, but you can actually do that other thing you love and mm-hmm. not stress the F out. Am I going to eat making this podcast or am I not? Yeah. Then you've now untainted that, that the artsy, the artsy crap and you now just make it fun. Yeah. Which is a good place to be. But, you know, it sucks that you can't make money. Do <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Great debate. That's the great conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, something it, I can't remember exactly where you and I started talking. It was on one of my posts. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, when I started looking into your stuff and, and, and everything you push, you kind of and I, I remember saying this to you, like you promote the self-made, self-accountable kind of movement that is definitely lacking in today's society where like you know what you're saying you know you made this decision to go out to hollywood to achieve this dream yeah. where a lot of people everyone wants to take the easy way out 100 all the time and yeah. um and i compared you to like a ryan mickler or like a like a andy frisella where <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but i mean same kind of mindset you know and it's um it's definitely uh, a motivating kind of thing that we don't see. And I think it's yeah. also leading to kind of the degrada- degradation of society where no one has accountability for anything. No, I agree. I, I, like I've even said that as far as like, I, I joke all the time, like I'm reading some, I would kill to be on, the, uh, I'll go back to the original talk show host, so like Dave Letterman and Jay Leto, mm-hmm. not the crap we have now. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like I would kill to be on Dave Letterman telling the story of how I was drinking coffee at not a Starbucks, but like a straight drinking <laughs> coffee at a seven seven eleven or something. Like, yeah. And I and I got tripped by or hit by a car and Steven Spielberg or, or whoever famous director at the time and boom, famous overnight. Don't get me wrong, I would love that. It's not like I'd be like, no, I wanna suffer and be miserable for twenty years. I wanna earn this. You know, and, and I think that's again I am not pat myself on the back, but I think that's the thing is yes. Who wants to be miserable? Like, I, I the best example of this, uh, the Green Beret I mentioned for in off before we started chatting, I think, um, or at the beginning, he uh, he came. He was actually working on Fast and Furious when they were shooting in Colorado, and this is before I caved in and quit everything. I was still a firefighter there, so he crashed at my house, and uh, he, I, he I, I think I just had my bed. I was like, "Well, sleep on the floor, man. You're a Green Beret." He goes, "I could sleep on rocks. It doesn't mean I don't want to sleep on a pillow." And right. I was like, oh, shit, you know, like that's so true. Like so, like I started to think about that, like with stunt work. Like I'm gonna wear some knee pads because I can. Like yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have to prove how cool and tough I am. And I think that's the weird duality that that's getting kind of numbed down or almost becoming like so muted is that work, being willing to work hard and go suffer and all that. You have being willing to do that for you is great, but we we're so deluded in what we're seeing. We're only, we live in a world of results. And especially like you said, with social media, all we do is success. And the problem is all we're seeing sadly, and might be a little jaded are the unearned successes. Yeah. You know, like we're only seeing those. And so that starts to create this slowly over time and generations that the expectation of that, and that then becomes the work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like you don't see like, you know, like I'll even use like Stallone or even, you didn't see the life, the porn he shot because there's, you know, he, you didn't see that. And then the balls he had to defy, uh, whoever made up the poster right now, 
whoever made the first Rocky to say, no, I want it. Like you didn't see that trajectory. Like you only yeah. see the results. That's true. And it's going to do, unless it sounds like the old man on the mountain bull crap, but the next generations, they're not going to know the 20 year struggle, you know, yeah. or, and especially in these industries, like it's an industry, whether it's acting or podcasting or whatever, it's an industry of uh, superficiality that where you it have is. no say yeah. in it. And I'm, I'm very much and, calling Yeah. Superficiality and, and instant gratification. Where oh, yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, and you know, people are going to, you know, take 15 seconds, make a TikTok, and that's it because content, content, content. It doesn't matter if it's good yeah. or not. Um, but then you get someone who really wants to work for it and they're striving for this success. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, you know, we can talk about entertaining as far as podcasting or, or um, police or acting. But if you take something like the military, you take something like police work, you take something yeah. like firefighter, like those are not easily attainable achievements um yeah but people are gonna roll out of bed you know day one of the police academy and be like hey where, where's my sergeant yeah. stripes and that's just not I, yeah and that's the world we're in and i i god help those industries because it is gonna happen generationally yeah and i remember i remember when i was even basic training, there was some kid there um because i went in old like i went in after college and I, I went in and enlisted and i just remember some kid there i was like swear to God, this is a court order. Like this guy is a dick. Like, why are you here, bro? You know, he, he had that like superhero complex. I'm like, we're in basic training. You have years before you could be cool. <laughs> like, you know, you don't get yeah. your Oakley's right now. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's going across the board and yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, and that's, I, mean, I don't, I'm, I'm lucky I don't have kids, but uh, I don't know what the hell I would do. I don't right, know. It's gratification. Like that's yeah. exactly what it is. And I've been talking a lot to colleagues here when people I actually work with, it's like, yeah. we're on such a bad path right now, especially most recently. And, and I'm, I'm talking generally as a society, but obviously police yeah. work, um, yeah. you know, with, with, when, when I don't want to get too political on this, but talking about like the latest police shooting or whatever, and it's just instantly, let's not look at the facts. Let's just hit right to the emotions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. where, where do we go? What is this trajectory? Like, do we, the way I said it is it's going to come down to one of three options, if not a, a kind of correlation of all three, where it's either going to society is going to crumble completely. And by society, I mean, American society, either we're going to just fall yeah. completely. People are going to say, all right, we've had enough. And there's going to be some kind of uprising Yeah. or there's going to be some major cataclysmic international event. And we're all going to have to be like, shit. Like we, we yeah. need to like straight. We up. need to work together. So, and unfortunately, you know, I don't want either of those to, to, yeah. but you know, I'm a, I'm a history guy too. Uh, right next to my Batman thing is also Teddy Roosevelt. And yeah. um, I think I you know, know where you're going. <laughs> so it's like where you know, I've seen what happens in history when societies get too big for their britches, they yeah. fall every time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's, do... there's a book, I think it's called The Fall of the Kingdom. My dad had me read it once and I should butchered it and bastardized it and forgot, but it's called, the, it's cyclic. Yeah. You know, Rome, huge crush. I mean, everything huge crush. I Mongolia, wonder, huge crush. so I had, my dad had a, a similar book. I don't know if it's the same one, but it was called The Rise and Fall of Practically Everybody. <laughs> and that's what it was. It, it talked about the Romans. It talked about yeah. all these, all these big kingdoms and, and empires. Yeah. And it's. Now we're looking, I mean, if you're looking from purely a historical standpoint, this is the longest uh, democratic yeah. society that's ever existed. 
So it's like we're we're a hundred percent in uncharted waters. So yeah. we better shaping up if we like how things are. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I think it's a weird like I, I never like to be that like come across like that uh military triage, you know, let the the weak animal in the back die. Mm-hmm. But I always do go back to just like the primal nature of like animals. Like at, we are Yes. You know, I know you'll be I preach to the choir and a lot of your audience, but we we are at a state where things we if you look at it at a pure uh just our uh, primal way, things the weak shit's gonna die. Like my mm-hmm. dad's he's a retired ER doc, but he always joked his job was to stop natural selection sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're now at a point where now we're, again, trust me, all of our jobs, law enforcement, probably loosely speaking, like everybody can agree, everybody hates, the world we live in now, and I disagree, hates cops until you need them. Mm-hmm. But everybody loves when they see firefighters. Yeah. So like my background, I loved helping the weaker. Like that's, you know, even Green Braves, even though everybody thinks think about kicking in doors and shooting bullets at bad people, like uh, literally our mantra is the oppressor be better, which means free the oppressed to help those who can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. So like altruistically, even above LEO, I would still feel the exact same. We are there to help people. We're not there to like call the herd. Right. You know, like right. that's not, that's not at the end of the day, no matter what. <laughs> right. We're not we judge dread. Most, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we're not there to like call the herd and be like, shoot that weak uh, animal at the back of the pack. But I think a lot of at the primal level, there's a reason that works of, of like the whole greater good, or the, you know, better for the pack. Don't get me wrong. If that antelope is gets killed by the lion, it makes me sad, yeah. but I'm also not going to go, Hey, everybody, hang back, hang back. Let's have the whole pack die. To yeah, be safe. Yeah. And we're, like you said, we're elongating that long to these uncharted waters. So what's the Disney, there's a Disney cartoon where everybody's like fat and like little, uh, Oh, it's uh, it motorized. Yeah, that's where I feel we're headed is yeah, that yeah. world of non where there's zero survival instinct. And I'm not even like that kind of like, oh, if you don't know how to work on a truck, you're you're a piece of crap. Right, right. I value that. Don't get me wrong. If I had a son, he would learn that shit. But at the same time, there's some value to be for that stuff. Like if there's the fall society that's put every sci fi movie we've ever seen. Right. The people right. that know how to survive, the people that know how to use guns, fix shit, hot wire cars. Not the person that knows how to put Nerf padding on the playground. That person is going to be the first <laughs> right. one to die. No, no you're <laughs> absolutely right. the first to go. And I don't want to live in that world. The world we're in. It's crazy. And I saw a meme. It's funny that you brought up Wally, but it's it was a meme. And it's like, <laughs> everyone saw Wally, but no one wants to recycle. You guys know where we're headed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a perfect example. <laughs> And, you know, going back to George Carlin, he had a bit in one of his last specials where he said something about no child left behind. That was George Bush's big thing. Right. And uh, he was saying, like, George Bush wanted no child left behind. But then he also said something like, oh, we need to get a step ahead. And he's like, no child left behind. Step ahead. Someone's losing ground here. And I feel like that's where we're at. God, George Carlin, I wish he was alive today. But it's so and But that's the weird thing. And you'll be better at this with history than I am. But. That's what's crazy is um, one of my peer uh, peer from Green Beret world. I want to say it was Kim Kennedy. Uh, everybody knows him from MMA. He's a Green Beret. He just did a post, I think, on Instagram talking about history. It was obviously political. It was talking about guns and, and taking guns away from a population. So obviously that was the topic. But 
I, I see red shit. I won't lie. I mean, I'm very, uh, sometimes I, I get stupid type A cake, man. But I, when I'm more at my like more lucid state, if you apply uh, history to present tense, like that, that, you, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the sociological immune system. You know, like, here's what happened. Let's learn from it and adapt so it doesn't happen again. So I'm going to actually, I need yeah. to market that. The sociological immune system. I've, I've never heard I that like used. That. I like that. But that's what it is. If you don't, it's going to repeat yeah. itself. And I don't care if you say that politically about guns or, or 2A or whatever the crap. Like, we're idiots to think that we're so far away from our primal foundations that we're not just cavemen out to survive. You know, that, right. it, it, there's, and that's, where, it, that's the common denominator. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I feel like at the end of the day, things are kind of, things will work itself out. Like, that's the part, like, I'm not like, oh, God, the world is ending, the sky is yeah. Things will work themselves out and everything. It's just weird times to live in. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Right. I was, I was on a, I was on a um, bit where I kept watching the serial killer documentaries on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get enough of them. Right. It's weird when like the real world is so stressful. Let me go home and watch a show about the worst killers. stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It'll relax me. Um, <laughs> but you notice like when the serial killer uh, was very prominent, it was in like the seventies, 60 seventies. Yeah. You think about what was happening in society then. And I remember one of them, I want to say it was the Ted Bundy uh, case. Mm-hmm. The police were the bad guy back then, too. That's when we yeah. were dealing with race riots. That's when we were dealing with um, segregation and, and things like that, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. So there was, there was a bad war going on. There was race riots. There was segregation. And then serial killers came out of nowhere and kind of made the police do their job. Yeah. Okay? Fast forward to right now. We got war stuff going on. We got like, race yeah. riots. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. very, it's a very cyclical thing. Every, I mean, I, I don't hope that the next Ted Bundy comes out, but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, you know, when you have a society that is afraid of the police or that doesn't thinks they don't need the police, bad people start rearing their head. Yeah, and who knows where that's going to be? Well, and that obviously, also, you can. I was going to say that goes. It goes right back to the primal thing: is lions will not attack a herd when they all look healthy or like when somebody looks strong. You're like, I'm not stupid. But when that herd is all emaciated and starving, they're gonna have a it's a bloodbath. And that's not that doesn't mean that lion's evil. The lion does survive. Obviously there's something said about sociopaths and psychopaths. They're not doing it to like feed themselves. They're not doing it for survival. There's another wiring issue. But yeah, the fact that I mean, again, I like I'm fascinated that the following topic I'll mention is even political. Like my jaw still drops to this day. And this is only like maybe forty eight hours live. That we now we live in a world where we somebody was stabbing somebody else and a cop saved that person and that cop is in trouble like that is Saturday night live level satire and that's like that's almost beyond me like that that that's new like to me that's unprecedented yeah. that's not cyclical like there's been some absurd shit in our past as far as like um, the podcast I listened to that Ralph Garvin the partner Smith. They do on today in history, and he'll bring up something, and I'm like, I can't believe, or there was a time where slavery was okay and normal. So you don't like, yeah. obviously, you don't want to erase the past. You want to learn from the past and all those like happy hold hands things. Unless, they, unless you're cancel culture. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, yes, Thomas Jefferson had slaves, but he still created some amazing shit. Um, you know, and that's a huge slippery slope. I always go back to like I pulled into Hollywood, like, okay, so Bill Cosby did some heinous shit. Because the Bill Cosby show is that now not funny? Like, 
right. where does that end? You know, do we raise mm-hmm. our path? Like, oh, well, let's not learn from it. But so like right. slavery ended bad guys did good things and had bad things. But now we're, this is so incredible. I can't think of a metaphor that applies of somebody stabbing somebody else, cop helping that person. Like that thing that happened two days ago, I've never seen anything like that. Like that's so satirical no. that my I, I'm at a loss. I'm, I, I have a good friend. We're texting. Uh, we were texting before this. She's trying to for LAPD. She's a marine. Was a marine or however marines talk. Is a marine. <laughs> and I, a marine, I'm always a marine. My, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, cut me down. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just floored. I'm like, God, you, you want an LAPD? Like that's mm-hmm. like one of the epicenters of the yeah. shit show of LEO right now. And Obviously, tons of people in my background go LEO, and I mean, I'm not a warmonger. I, I trust me, like I'm like the last person to like want to go out and like lay slaughter to you know to stupid shit. But cop, I mean, I know this is duh, no shit, Bosley. Cops can't do their jobs anymore. Like mm-hmm. it is now personified from that event two days ago, where a cop literally can't do his job. Right. Like, and yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm at a lot. Like I am mm-hmm. or, now. Come to reality. Yeah, there was um, I can't. I think it was like a month or so ago. There was an active shooter at a grocery store, and they were able to take the guy into custody without killing him. Yeah. And I remember the narrative that the media wanted to push across was, "Oh, well, they didn't kill him because he was white," and it turned out that he wasn't white. And I'm like, why are we making this always the issue? Why is like, this, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? You know? And then and they're like, the other thing was like, oh well, if he was black, they would have shot him. I'm like, stop! Just stop! Can we yeah, focus no on? Right. And now that poor cop, and I would like, this is how I look at it. Try to be somewhat like, I, I, I'm not great at it, but I always try to go, you know, put yourself in their shoes and all that horse shit. But most of the time I think of like my friends at LEO and you know, like anybody I've met on social media that are LEO, like some of my closest friends that I know in the real world, not social media world. I'm like, that guy's a father of a daughter. Like yeah, one guy, yeah. I think I'm specifically telling you this story. He's, he's a California cop. I won't tell you say where, but he's a father of a daughter. And now, especially now, he's going to hesitate. Don't get me wrong. Humans have make mistakes. But he is now going to have to go. I mean, I don't even, like, I know protocols. Like, oh, if they're doing this, it has to be not. If they're doing this, then you can actually pull up this. And if they're doing, now he's got to go, okay, on top of that list of taser, pistol, you know, whatever that escalation of violence is, he's now got to go, okay, taser, white or black guy. Okay, I'm white. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, I could do the taser. But, you know, like he shouldn't be thinking that. Yeah, like it right. should be in his moral fiber to not right. go, oh, that's black. Let's shoot him because he's black. Like that obviously is a bad cop. Right. But this poor fa- single father or daughter now has nine tiers of pause of hesitation while bad guy goes, I got zero hesitation. Correct. Yep. Yep. And, and that's the military's there now. Like when I was on my way out, I was watching that stuff happen. I'm like, you. You're you're hamstringing. I know this got crazy off topic. Sorry, but you're hamstringing no, no, no. The, the, the the good guys, and yeah. and it's don't get me, it, it, uh, it's war and the streets for LEO. It's not if a cop's there, odds are something's not great. You know that's right. the one thing I always joke. Tons of firefighter friends, big law enforcement friends. I was always the running joke. So we want to see the cops. Everybody loves seeing firefighters. The yeah. funny joke, haha. But it's so I say more cops are at war. It's going to be messy. And now they got to deal with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. at yep. least in combat, it's pretty black and white. But then it got unblack and white. I was on my way out. Like, right. Because when you start. People were hesitating. 
Well, that or, you know, guerrilla warfare, that made things way more complicated as well. So yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, were, there were two things that I wanted to bring up with what you said. The first thing yeah. was um, there you had the there's many. Right. But there was the New Mexico State Police officer that got shot in the face on a traffic stop. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. He pulled him over. I guess the guy was wanted by the uh, DEA or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the guy was misinformed with what was going on, whatever. But he gets him out of the car, which is pretty standard protocol, especially on, yeah, on yeah. the highway. And he gets shot in the face by a uh, by a rifle, whatever. Um, from what people have told me is that's pretty – it's all over the place in uh, New Mexico. Everyone's talking yeah. about it. That's where it happened. I heard about it through my police channels. But that was it. It was not national news. It was not this big thing. It was not the story that we're currently yeah. hearing about Columbus, where it should be. That's where we should be as a society. If a yeah. police officer is murdered in cold blood, that should be a national story every yeah. single time. And it's not. But meanwhile, you get yeah. someone who is actively resisting arrest or actively assaulting somebody or whatever. Yeah. You know, when push comes to shove and that person unfortunately has to lose their life, that is yeah. the national story. And that's the problem yeah. with our society. Yeah. And, yeah, and it creates a I, – I, I'm starting – I really am starting to hate this word. Like I hate the word content, but I also hate the word narrative. Is it now creates a, a choose-your-own-adventure book that is basically saying we're not going to let you choose all these other books. Here's the adventures you got to choose. And – I'm now to the point where even today I was like, am I, I didn't use like the, whether it's vaccine, like all these things are like, holy shit, I'm turning into, am I turning into some weird guy that's going to be the trailer and live mountains and like mm-hmm. with a tin hat on because not because I'm like believing in all this bullshit. It's just because it's almost not, dep- I mean, it is depressing, but it's almost to the point where you got to tune it out and that's makes you almost ignorant. Yeah, like that's yeah, horrible. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, so it's like it's it's it's, and then you know even like the uh, the more you know like even if you want to go like to the whole Ben Shapiro or like the more that side dare I use that word side, there's everybody has a it's humans we're gonna have a bias we're gonna have a accidental narrative you know mm-hmm. but it's like you said I I, I can't it just sickens me that there's not a chance like remember back in the day uh. Who is the guy that on 60 Minutes, they just, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Like, they just told the news. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. here's what happened today. Yeah. That was that. Right. Like, that that's like, how it should be. Yeah. Cop got shot. Cop shot bad guy. Bad guy shot cop. Here's these two stories. Right. Let you that's figure it. out what you how you yeah. feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's the moment. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've said before that the, the downfall of America has been the 24-hour news cycle. That's what it comes yeah. down to because they need to sell their advertising. They need to keep people yeah. entertained or not. Well, yeah, it is entertainment Cook. at this point. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why they're going to – how can we get 24 hours of drama out of this one news yeah. story? And that's how they're doing yeah. it every single time. Yeah. And the other thing that I was going to say is when are we going to push the narrative – to use the word you don't like. When are we going to push the narrative to, hey, stop fighting each other? Stop stabbing each other. Let's let's – Hey, let's stop resisting the police. Like all these problems, if people would just, I mean, to, to coin a phrase, you know, got along and can't we all just get along? If they did yeah. that, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I constantly think that like, obviously like even when we were talking before we hit record, like I'm fighting with some trolls over something I posted today that baffles me that people are so ready to fight over something where I'm like, I, 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 I'll post stuff and I'm like, 
I honest to God thought this was going to be the most unifying thing I could post today. And it mm -hmm. turns out to be the most conflicting thing. And yeah. I just, it floored me that, you know, yeah, I, I, I get kind of tribal. Like, you know, I, 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 my kind of, you know, you're not my kind of people. My, you're my kind of people. But I've now set myself yeah, masochistically almost to be, I live in a world or uh, an industry, I should specifically say, of people very much not like and I don't mean that in a segregatory, segregatory, that's even a word, way. But um, I mean, like, typically my industry is full of barrel-chested freedom-fighting alpha male gun-toting people. I know that. I, I live in Hollywood. And it's, it's not right or wrong. Some of my closest friends are very much, quote-unquote, not me. Uh, and on various topics, without mentioning them, we're very polar opposite. And I could still text that friend. I could yeah. still chat. They straight up disagree with. Me. I straight up disagree with them. Um, and I've and like that also is a good litmus test for who the real friends are. This gets really like hippity dippity. But uh, you know, some of the friends are in this whole COVID world. Um, I've straight up lost friends. Like they will not talk to me over some yep. things. And I was like, wow, um, you didn't pass that trial. Whereas yeah. some other friends on similar topics, they're like, I really pissed at you jeff i'm like i'm really pissed at you but you know i was supposed to mean like you know, the one has two people uh playing in a two beers together saying here's all the people with different opinions and we're still friends because we're adults yeah you yeah, know and yeah. that's that's what we're getting to like that sucks that that quantity is small mm -hmm. like holy crap i can't believe we're fighting on this topic or that topic i can very easily have a difference in opinion about different things and, and still maintain friendships or, or um, acquaintances with people. That's yeah. perfectly fine. The, my problem is ignorance. If you're yeah. going to start talking about a topic that you have no idea about, but yeah. you're going to, you're going to go, you know, you're going to die on this Hill, but you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's where I am. Agreed. Like, like all this police Agreed. violence stuff, you know, like if you've never even fathomed like what happens during a police officer's 12 hour day or whatever it is or career yeah. you can't tell me what a police officer should shouldn't do was able I to agree. do you you don't know you know yeah i want so, that yeah I, I the minute the person i want to go are you a cop they're like no shut up you're allowed to have your opinion of yeah. said event but right. the for you to even armchair quarterback that just i mean i, I even say that i i'm very proud like i, I feel like i'm stealing this from a buddy of mine but a, a marine i live with he was talking about like with elio specifically like with, you know, military, I'm not, we, there's people with PTSD and all these traumatic, traumatic things. I'm, you know, unquestionably, I have my, I'm solid. I'm good. I'm lucky. Whatever. My frontal lobe was formed. I joined late, so I'm good. Hmm. But I have a lot of friends that have some shit wrong with them. But the thing about the military is you're gone for nine months, 15 months, God forbid, or whatever. But you have a huge chunk of quote unquote normal time where you're not trying to, people aren't trying to kill you. For, you know, at least six months of your year-round cycle, you're not getting trying to be killed at, mm -hmm. at home on base in Colorado Springs, Colorado, any more than Joe Blow, you mm -hmm. know, whereas mm -hmm. cop has the ultimate worst shitty shift if they're doing 12s or 24s or whatever, sleeps, and had only that night of sleep and maybe a couple hours of breakfast and dinner with his family to, quote-unquote, reset and start all over again, and his first traffic stop goes shitty, and he, I'm not discounting bad choices or, or bad LEO, like that's, there's bad apples in every industry, but for sure, for I sure. argue, I 1 billion percent argue, right, wrong, or indifferent, that that, that accumulation exponentially just destroys 
a lot of cops where if their op tempo is that way every day, every shift, every day, every shift, and their off is either when they ask for vacation or PTO or whatever, or only that eight hours, like normally called a pillow time, you know, bed time, the amount of time you had to turn off. We had six months to turn off from the hell we experienced in Iraq or Afghanistan. You know, thumbs up. You have eight hours or maybe even a week if you get a, a slow week. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no way, and I don't know what the answer is, but there is no way to keep that off tempo and not, I would love to, it's a world that wouldn't exist, Truman show this, some of the people that have admittedly, and again, I'm saying this slightly hypocritical because I'm not LEO, but there's, I think a lot of LEO could pick specific instances where ex-cop was made a very bad or very obvious um, biased decision, let's say, in this hypothetical. I would fantasize about going Truman show on this and backing my way up to that person's wiring was maybe they were a good cop at one time, but just mm-hmm. the perfect circumstances of nature versus nurture, nature versus nurture, and bad experience, bad experience, bad experience, bad experience, got that person, like that person that made X bad decisions, that when he graduated the academy, odds are he's a good dude or, he, or woman. Probably. Just right, most people right, I know right. that in the academy, they're bright eyed and they're like, I can't wait to save the world. You know, but you get bad apples. Like, I think, I, I don't want to go Catholic here, but I think we're all inherently good people, especially people that go into these careers yeah. but i think i think leo specifically gets almost like micro ptsd like little bouts of it or, or mm-hmm. experiences and there's no way to not have that accumulate and just screw you up man and yeah, make yeah. that decision be exhausted and or and or for lack of better horrible puns be triggered from the call you had prior to your bedtime you know last shift not be still nagging in your mind on that mm-hmm. traffic stop for sure and like, there's no way to, I, I, I've challenged anybody to argue. And then to have some like piece of shit, couch potato quarterback that call. Yeah. And I, it was baffles me, you know, yeah. baffles me. And like, I even posted something the other day about um, a specific incident that just got a, a jury trial and all that. And I told somebody, I was like, nobody fight me on this if they haven't done a couple things. Cause long backs, the Green Beret medic has crazy medical training. But we also pull triggers with rifles. And I said, until, until somebody has this training with pharmaceutical and actually prescribing and putting people into surgery, like I can do surgery, I can do anesthesiology, and has also detained a person, don't even talk to me. And mm-hmm. to one dude's credit, this guy that outranks me in life experience and everything, we had the same MOS, but he did his career longer. He, he called me out privately. And I was like, my bad. You're my, I'm 100% wrong. Thank you for the course correction. And I would take that from him any day of the week. Yeah. Some kid down at UCLA go, well, you don't know if I'm like, I will find you and slap you, kid. It's hard, but we're all like so impassionate. Like I, even now, I was like, I'm passionate. I've never been a cop. Like, so mm-hmm. where do I get mm-hmm. that right? But I would like to think, like you said, if we could all just count 10 and go, what if? Like turn right. into an actor for a minute. Like if I was in his shoes or her shoes, how would I react? Yeah. And there's <laughs> there's a few things with that. I remember the last batch of this really bad, like anti-cop narrative was like back in the Ferguson, Michael Brown days. Yeah, and there yeah. was a guy, he was a, he was a, um, an activist. I want to say he was in Arizona somewhere, maybe New Mexico, somewhere down there. And the, the news company or the, the news channel was like, all right, Hey, we got you a, um, you're going to do a use of force simulation with the local police department. And we want to see how you do and what you think. And so he did it. It was, uh, it was with sim rounds. 
and he had a bunch of different scenarios. Some were don't shoot scenarios, some were less lethal, whatever. And he failed three of the four of them. Like he either shot the guy with just a, you know, phone in his hand. He didn't shoot the guy that ended Ooh, up shooting yeah, him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever we've done through training and the guy took off his, took off all the safety gear and they were like, so what you think? He goes, all right, it's a lot harder than I thought. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's put like LeBron James through the same thing and see what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I would like, yeah, it's so easy to be. Yeah. And then I get heated on that shit. Like, oh, so do I. For that so reason. Do. Beautiful example. Beautiful example. I've, I've heard a handful of people like even just, uh, oh, it, it came, it was like the argument for like gun rights and like the dangers of the giant cannon of the AR that people were scared of. And I just remember seeing a damn uh, person shooting an AR going, oh, it's not that bad. And I was like, thank you. Just take yeah. five seconds. I will fight you if you have the, ar- the, the armament to fight me or discuss this. Thumbs up. You know, I'm not going to fight a mathematician. I'm not, I don't have the knowledge. Right. You know, but yeah, I, I love that. Example. And they obviously, that'd be a cool video to see. Like, why isn't that, why can't we get that shit viral? Like to see right, that person right. go, wow, my bad. That's harder than I thought. You know? Yeah, exactly. And every time I can see it or find it, I always try to share it. Cause it's like, this is what we need, you know? And I, or, yeah. or, you know, I'd love to see LeBron James do a ride along with like LAPD or something. Like let's, let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's see it. Like if, if the police yeah. are so the police aren't so bad when they're escorting you around a basketball arena. So that was my first thing when I saw that I, I've called them out. Like I, I try to use that blue checkmark algorithm. Like, and it works sometimes because at the same time I'm in this kind of like wonderful, excuse my language on this one. I try to drop the F bomb too often, but I'm in this wonderful, I don't give a fuck mode right now mm-hmm. where truly what I do won't affect me putting food on my table. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get the social media algorithms of playing the game and, and the narrative, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of getting this old, janky, pissed-off age, and I'm also in this weird end of COVID, like, yeah, fuck you, dude, of where I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to tag LeBron James, I right? said, call him a piece of ass, you know, and, and, and I, tons of people liked it, tons of people got mad at me, but I was like, bro, you literally, <laughs> I, I've seen you, I have friends in the EP industry, because a lot of the military in Hollywood come to Hollywood become executive protection, protecting your ass. Like, don't even. I, I, yeah. I, I'm like, I can't fathom the hypocrisy with that stuff. It just baffles me. Right. Like, I, I'm floored by that. <laughs> like, I'm like, you don't have a PR person, like, saying, like, on you at all? Like, <laughs> right. yeah, that one got heated. I was so heated on that one. It's more than I can't even articulate. Yeah, and, and if you do have a PR person, I'm sure they were probably going, what the fuck, bro? Like, now yeah. I got to go through and get rid of all the pictures of you online next to the police officers. Or yeah, someone... which is all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I even had someone send me a picture that he posted in 2013 getting an escort the wrong way down a highway by the police so he could be on time for I a concert. I know the picture. Yeah. I know the picture, So yeah. someone sent that into me yesterday. I was like, my Lord. But Yeah, he valued you know, them for escort purposes, but he doesn't actually consider would one of them take a bullet to the plate for him in right. those things, which I, I, I would justify at the end of the day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still an idealistic childish superhero believing in adult with a boy's in like belief system. I still think no matter what any of those cops, even though like they may have pissed after this shots fired, very few, like they're going to have that weird moral uh, muscle memory. They're not going to go, Oh, I remember that post the other day. They're probably going to still run to the fire. 100%, they're going to still, 100%. And they might be pissed afterwards. Like, God damn it, I just took a bullet to that guy. That had no, you know, but instinctively, I, I still think they're going to have that. I've got to start writing this shit down. But that moral muscle memory 
Yeah. That's going to kick in before the bullshit he does. And he, he yeah. doesn't realize that. They're not going to go, their moral muscle memory isn't going to be like, oh, my first instinct is to escort him down the wrong way of a highway. No, their first instinct is going to take a bullet for you because you're a civilian and they're not, you know, yeah. and that sucks. Absolutely. That you're not, yeah. you know, and yeah. I would like to have a conversation. I just to hundred percent hammer that in like a a conversation with a secret service agent that doesn't support whoever president he serves. Like, wouldn't that be something like, like, uh, yeah, um, I actually, I actually have, and I, I like, it sounds so holy, but because of various NDAs, I actually know what zero degrees of separation. He's a friend of mine, text buddy, not social media friend Mm -hmm. who was a secret service during uh, an administration. He did not approve of. Right. And, yeah, and I asked him more or less the same question. Obviously, he can't speak for everybody, but he goes, he said it. He more eloquently articulated what I'm now calling moral muscle memory. Is mm-hmm. is like, that's what he did? He didn't sign up to do it for a party. He did it for the person. Right. And right. he said, at the end of the day, yeah, I would, I, I would, I would love to find the research now of um, what's his butt that got shot during the Reagan presidency, um, that took a bullet for him. I don't even think yeah. that, I'm sure that guy doesn't even believe know the name of the annals of history, but. Um, I just remember that. Like, I'd be curious: mm-hmm. was he mm-hmm. was he pro Reagan? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that'd be very interesting. I, you know, it's just something that that's that's like a single instance, but it's also the police. That's that's their job. You know, we're it's going. The epitome, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going into neighborhoods with people we don't know. Probably wouldn't like them yeah. on a you know on a personal level, but you know, yeah. when shots are fired, we're we're going. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I, I, like, like if that... if I'm if I'm working in, in my car and the alert tone drops and like oh there's a shooting I'm not gonna be like all right well who is it like what uh, neighborhood yeah, yeah 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 like no that's not gonna you might, and 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 I will well, you have agree or disagree like I, anybody in LEO or fire it's human nature to go you will pick up patterns and you'll go oh fuck really but you'll mm-hmm. still go like yeah. that's the thing like I'm not talking like oh what's what is fear? It's the absence of hesitation, you know, whatever all that yeah, 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 poetic yeah. bull crap is, you're still going to go, you know, I'm still going to go like, granted it was, it was soul numbing to go to the same settlement with the same guy that wanted to sandwich because he wanted to go to the emergency room. You know, he knew to say crushing chest pain because he knew that would be a free ride to the ambulance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew that. And it's not like, don't get me wrong. We, uh, we didn't have a dedicated ambulance. We were part of the fire department, like most bigger cities, like the AMR was the primary ambulance. We would still respond to the fire department, but we didn't transport. Yes. Uh, only like only one house had a transporting ambulance, so we would go there. And if I, it, it, we knew it was Billy Bob or whatever asking for a sandwich, and we'd all be livid. We'd be over the mic, the headsets, bullshitting, making dark humor jokes, and all that shit. But we still went there. Yeah. We still did our job, albeit massively frustrated. And obviously, if it was three in the morning, we'd have some tone. You know, our professionalism was. <laughs> Bare minimum, right, right. <laughs> you know. But, but nevertheless, yeah, and, you still and, showed up. Yeah, and I think, but then, like, like I said earlier, like exponentially, though, I don't know the right answer. That's when you get the twenty-year military veteran just destroyed. That's when you see the old Vietnam pictures. The guys on his like nineteenth tour of Vietnam. I'm not even going to be political, but Vietnam, no matter what your beliefs, that was just hell on earth. So that's when you see the picture of the dude on his like seventh tour. He's got the M60 over his shoulder. Doesn't even have a belt ammunition in it he doesn't give a shit you know he's just done you know and then that's just his own self self-preservation imagine his give a shit when it comes to protecting others like therein lies the okay his he's now expired <laughs> like as far yeah, as yeah 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 you get a 20-year sergeant or whatever 
on a horse, but it's just been pure hell. And in the world we're in now, how does like there's gonna be some dark, bitter, jaded, hesitant, uh, old LEO people patrolling out there? Yeah. <laughs> twenty years from now, no, twenty years from now, we're gonna have a different society. That's for sure, because you're gonna have people like me who's still pretty damn new at it. Yeah. And this is all we know, you know, this is the, the thing. So Yeah, well this goes know. back to like I joke with like iPads and parents. I'm not judging parents with iPads. Like I'm not even getting into that. But that's what kids know now. Like that is their norm. Whereas to me, the forty two year old guy, like my dad allowed me to play Nintendo after school for like an hour in the family room. I wasn't allowed to have one in my bedroom. Yeah. But yeah. we now live in a kid's world where my ex girlfriend she had a, a kid and their norm is having an iPad. Like a kid having an eight hundred dollar piece of technology, you know, and that's across the board now. You know, sooner or later, I'm going to be the dinosaur, and I'll I'll be the guy I make fun of with my grandpa. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I, is the whole is the is the herd getting called, or is it getting to the point where it's the the whole nerf society? You know, is it mm, the point mm. where the herd is too too big, but it's not powerful. Yeah, there's there's times where I open my mouth and my dad comes out and I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> I did that at the fire academy. Like I was the oldest guy and uh, maybe the second oldest in the cadre. He was an ex uh, 18 Delta, which was my uh, my uh, military MOS, and they obviously do their due diligence. Uh, the job obviously they'd want to put a team, a class leader of of somebody that needs the experience. But every once in a while, shit was going south. He would, he would screw with me and put me in charge. Just pissed me off because I knew the game was playing. I knew what he was doing. It just infuriated me. But I would say stuff and I was like, oh God, I just turned into that drill sergeant. I hate it. Or I'd make it yeah. even a Star Wars joke and everybody in the classroom was silent. And I was like, God dang, dude, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was like this moral like, aw, wham. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Getting old well, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Jeff, this was absolutely amazing. I really want to appreciate your this time. Is a blast, man. This um is a blast. so uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up real quick. Uh I'm kinda I'm in this like transition with my podcast. So usually we play signal three at the end of it. Uh, I'm trying to like kind of delineate away from it. So we're gonna do a mix. We're gonna do a mix of overrated, underrated, and we're also gonna do okay. signal three. Okay, so we'll do that first. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. You tell me if it's overrated. You tell me if it's underrated, or if it's accurately okay. accurately rated. Okay. Uh, pizza. I feel out of touch with society right now. I think it's accurately rated. Okay. All right. That's uh, fair. Based on what I believe it to be. That's fair. I, I just had a giant block sized pizza last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, avocados. Overrated. Thank you. Like, come on. That's what I. Yeah. Every, like. Yeah. I became a trend. Like I love them now. I hate them because they really love them. Right, right. Taste. That's toasted yeah. avocados. Like, why yeah, is it on the why, why? Why am I spending twelve bucks for this? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I said so. I played this earlier with somebody, and I said, you know, whoever did the marketing for bacon in the nineties is doing avocados now, and they're doing a great job, but they need to cut it out. Brilliant. Yeah, take it down a notch, bro. Just a little yeah, bit. Salsa's free, but avocados. I want. I want guacamole. It's three. I'm saying. All. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, I love the it. movie, the movie, the Titanic. Ooh, that's a generational answer because those people don't even, haven't even seen it. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask. I'm going to answer the movie nerd and actor. I'm going to say it's accurately rated, but I do know it is overrated because of people ignorantly rating it accurately. Oh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. No, no. Okay, I get what you're saying. I think. In a um, little bubble, accurate. 
Yes. The duration and the obsession with it is now de, uh, diluting the accuracy. Yes, I'll give you that. And I, so I'm saying it's overrated now, but it's accurately rated at the time. Fair. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> the, sh- the show The Bachelor. Oh, overrated. Yeah. I get it from a producing standpoint, but I, day zero, I'm sickened by it. Mm-hmm. Reality yep. TV in general, overrated. I agree. I agree. Uh, Taco Bell. I don't even know what I don't even have my pulse finger on the pulse of that one. Really? I think it's underrated because I found that that was that, that was my heaven in college. It's Taco okay, Bell. <laughs> there you go. I don't know people. People still go to Taco Bell. Uh, usually, when they're drunk or some, some yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, to me, it was I'm not, I wasn't a big party, but to me, the only 24 hour uh, fast food place was Jack in the Box. Okay, so that was again. I this is bad for LEO thing, but obviously, any cop that needed to get their quota, if that is. Thing. I know that's a wise tale, maybe. Just go to Jack at about three in the morning. Every car in that drive through like, how stupid are those people? <laughs> right. <Come on. laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all 30 cars have a, a designated driver. Right, so, no. And and not all 30 about- cars woke up in the middle of the night with a hankering for Jack in the Box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I needed it right now. All right, uh, New Year's Eve. Whew. I think it's overrated. I'm getting old. Overrated. Yeah, no. I th- I was talking about this. I think I've worked every single New Year's Eve that I've been a law enforcement officer, and I'm just like, guys, go home, stay home. Yeah, I, yeah. Fire and military, like old, boring isolation guy. I've, I, to me, it was a Thursday or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could, I hopefully I'll be off duty this coming New Year's Eve, and I can just. Yeah, I'm always the guy that volunteers for shit. You know, I'm yeah. like, cool. I'll take, double, I'll take the double time if I was working at a hospital or whatever, you know, or the triple time if it, you know, yep. it's for sure. Uh, going out to brunch. I say overrated because I, like I said, I'm isolated, stay at home, don't socialize thing. I don't need an excuse to go spend more money at a, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm a swinging the old dinner guy. Like, that's overrated. Okay, fair enough. Go, just eat, just eat breakfast. <laughs> uh, what about ignoring phone calls? I think. For me, it's accurate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a world. You live in a world where blind out of out of. I would say the flip side of that is making phone calls <laughs> needs to be mixed. I don't have an answer on that one. I think I, I ignore them all the time. Uh huh. And so I'm going to say it's accurate. So the way I feel is, right. <laughs> I think there's something oddly satisfying about ignoring a phone call and not expecting them to call me right back. Like dude, that should be a sign. Like, Oh, okay, man. I should have texted you first. That's true. It's very powerful. Very it got is. it. Got it. It is. I have the auto thing. Like on iPhone, you can put like an auto, you can pre-write auto texts. Okay. Like you can actually, I didn't know this, but I was going deep into it, but you actually have like pre-made ones. So when it calls, you can press message and have pre-made one. Mm. And so I have a polite pre-made, Leave me the hell alone next basically. Very good. Yeah. I <laughs> think if you really need to get hold of me, call me back. Yeah, yeah. My whole thing is like if you need to talk to me, text me first and then we'll see if we can mitigate it through text. What a weird not, world. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> Yeah. Cause typically, you know, my my life is very on the go kind of thing. So if I'm Yeah, exactly. If I'm vertical and like moving places, like I'm probably doing yeah. something. So a text I can yeah. do real quick, bop it out, and I'm good. Exactly. But a phone call takes a lot more time. Yeah, you have to you have to stop what you're doing. Essentially, yeah, exactly. like that's the one thing I'm not going old, 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 old. Like that's the one technology I embrace is mm-hmm. the ability to do that. Like 
if I relied on text for, or uh, only talking to my mom on the phone, we would probably never talk to that kind of shitty son on that aspect. But her and I text <laughs> all the time. So yeah. at least we're communicating because of that technology. Correct. Yep, I agree. And our last <laughs> overrated, underrated is going to be s'mores. I'm going to say underrated because I yeah. just went camping and had some with uh, these these little girls. I, I'm kind of like their pseudo godfather. And they, okay. they, they, they'd had them that their friends had. So their mom has done a good job. But they didn't. They said their friends didn't know. So I think they're underrated. Okay, so that's, that's the forty-two-year-old guy. <laughs> no, no, you know, and you had a similar answer to the last people I asked, where they were like, you know, as a whole, maybe they're like accurately, accurately or overrated. But when kids are involved and that you see their eyes light up for the first time with them, yeah, that's where they get underrated. Oh yeah, yeah. If I if I meet a forty-two-year-old dude alone in front of a fire with a stick making s'mores, I, I will not. <laughs> him. I will go out of my way to make fun of that guy. And, and possibly, uh, you possibly need to evaluate them too. That's so true. I should take a safety check before I go do that because that person has more wiring problems. <laughs> yeah, right, kids involved definitely better. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to do an abbreviated signal three. Um, so we'll just do a couple of these and we're going to get out of here. What is your dream vacation destination? Ireland. Okay. Have you been there yet? Yeah, I have not. I was going to go before the lockdown. Um, okay. And yeah, we'll have Ireland. to talk about that. I've talked about it a lot, but I, I had a great oh, time in Ireland. Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I just know I want to go. Um, what was your high school mascot? A Ram. Highland Rams, Pocatello, Idaho. All right. Um, if you were going into the biggest moment of your life, what is your walk on hype song? <laughs> Woo. I should have a better answer for that. Oh, uh, more human than human. Okay. That's good. I like after, that one. For those, yeah, for those people who know Love Me, after like the first 30 seconds of a woman, he basically orgasming. That's funny and it's a track, it catches the ear, but once he gets kicking off, that's where it needs to be. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom ever hears it, I need her. <laughs> Very good. Um, if you could share a meal with one person, dead or alive, that you've never met, who would it be and what would you order? Wow. Um, Holy God, you just stopped me in my tracks on that. <laughs> One person, and it could be anybody, dead or alive. Yep, that you never met. <sighs> oh, that I've never met. Okay, I had a really deep answer. It's going to be embarrassing. Uh, that I've never met, though. Um, I don't have an answer. Uh, you know what? I'll go with um, one of the stoic, like Ep- Ep- Epic- Epictetus, I think would be interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, what would I order? Because I would feel like a moron. I would definitely probably have some sort of whiskey. <laughs> whiskey and finger food. <laughs> okay. I like it. That's definitely probably the most uh, intellectual answer I've gotten. Usually it's like Jocko. Yeah, or you caught like me off guard. Well, yeah, you caught me off guard because like, I'm lucky to enough to met or know some people, but people I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like don't it. give me too much. Don't give me too much. Oh, wow, that guy's deep. That also, I just looked at one of my stoic books. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go to uh, What is the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? I don't. I didn't get it directly, but it comes from. So this is kind of a shit answer, but it, it comes from that whole regret sucks, burn your boats thing. Like somehow that's that advice is always been in my wiring how i got it or who i got it from specifically i don't know who coined the burn i mean if you go back to the vikings i guess that's where it came from right, it's not right. like my dad it's not like my dad sent me down to sunburn your boats but for whatever nature nurture thing i existed in that 
regret sucks burn your boats thing. So all in that thing. I like it. Um, it's been always, yeah, it's always been a core of my advice. Good, good. No, I, I think that's good words to live by. Um, all right, I got two more of these left. Uh, late at night, watching the nat- latest show on Netflix. What is your go-to late night snack? I sound like an alcoholic. I was going to say whiskey. Um, <laughs> go-to late night popcorn. Okay. I was like, guaranteed if my house has popcorn in it, I'm crushing that at night. All right, perfect. Yeah. What do you what do you put on it? Just just salt and butter? Or? I'm really boring because I do all that bullcrap fitness stuff. So I yeah. honestly get the popcorn that I like, but it's also the easiest to calculate. So I do it's it's I, this makes me sound like a little Beverly Hills sixteen year old girl, but like this brand called Skinny Pop. It tastes okay, great yeah. if, you mm-hmm. if you're doing that macro bullcrap. Yep. No. But don't get me wrong. I'll go to a movie and I will crush some, I will crush my own back with tons of butter. Like, nice. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tempt you here. And the last one, if you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped with to help you get out? Jesus, you just shut me down a couple times today. Um, <laughs> my best my best friend his name's Jared. He's the guy that kind of is, he's been with me since the dawn of time, and he was actually kind of my confidant since like days zero when it came to being in the military. Yet we never served side by side. Okay. But I would I would, it's like he's one of the people on one of my tattoos. I was, he's alive. Everybody thinks his tattoos about dead people. Um, but he, uh, yeah, Jared, you know, heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Unquestionably. Awesome. Good question. All right, Jeff. God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jeff, that is it. That concludes our uh, interview today. Yeah. Do you have anywhere on social media you want people to come check you out at? Um, I, I hate like the pitch answers, but luckily I kept it easy. Like everything is, if it's Jeff Bosley or, or I'm sorry, most social media I grabbed was the Jeff Bosley. I always make the running joke because like you, you model those who have succeeded before you, like why reinvent the wheel that we did in the military. I'm sure people do an LEO, like mm-hmm. plagiarism. Uh, I, I always just looked at Hugh Jackman and he was called, he called himself the Hugh Jackman. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what you do when you want to be cool. So I put the Jeff Bosley and it sounds really pompous. But I was able to get every handle crap, everything is the Jeff Bosley. So, and I, I luckily got all those algorithm beating blue check marks everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's I, I I love fighting on the internet lately. Bring it to that old curmudgeon. Like I'm like, oh yeah, you know I I, I, I love using that blue check mark to stand out and piss people off, or at least make them think. You know, yeah. like I really try not to just be that like fight. You know, your mom like. That's useless, but I also right. try to like poke the bear with good intentions. So if you find me, jo- join in the fun. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was a great time. Oh, thanks, man. This was a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone listening, just stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back, and uh, one more time, I want to thank Jeff for that awesome conversation. Uh, again, the thing I really liked about talking to, talking to him about these things is it's a different perspective. 
I mean, I could talk to the same cops again and again, and we're all going to say the same thing. Oh, you know, COVID bad, uh, anti-police movement bad, uh, police good, ug ug, unga bunga. But <laughs> we, t- I tried to add a little bit more intellect to it uh, by having someone that's not actively in the game give an opinion on it. And I think it was good. But, you know, something that I was thinking about, and it led to why I named the episode the way I did, you control what happens in your life. You control what happens to you. You control the world around you to an extent. You don't control, and I I played this on the Resiliency Project episode, you don't control what other people are doing, right? And I think... That's why we become police officers. We don't become police officers to make the world a better place. We don't become police officers to save the world. We become police officers because we believe that it is better to be part of this forward mobility than to not be. Not to say that if we weren't police officers, we would just all be criminals, but... There is a part in our brain, and, and very much so the reason why we stay police officers, there is a part in our brain, and I've said this before, if not me, then who, right? I was thinking about if I left law enforcement, how would I be in society? I mean, let's be honest. We, there are more non-police officers out there than police officers, and society continues to move. Whether you think it's moving in the right direction or not, whatever, society is continuing to move. So your individual spot as a police officer really isn't going to change that. That is not going to change the trajectory of the world. But what it does is it gives you, we are in our nature problem solvers. That's why we become police officers. We like solving these problems. We like being part of that solution. And I think that's it. I think, you know, if you, uh, if you're not a cop, but you have a cop mind, so if you come out of law enforcement, that's that's really, I think, where it is. Because, I mean, before you are in a uniform and working this job for a, an extended period of time, I would say anything three years plus. It depends on your agency, obviously. I mean, it might be five years plus some places. But for me, I would say three years plus. Your, your perception of the world changes a little bit. And when you start seeing crime trends and things like that, because the news is the news, um, you know, you'd be like, man, I, I would want to be a part of that. I want to, I mean, maybe it's different now that I've kind of adopted the problem-oriented policing mind and I'm, you know, I'm now thinking of how to fix things. But that is where it comes down to. I think the, that the people that sign up to be police officers, they want to make their world a byproduct of them. They don't want to be a byproduct of the environment and that's how they've always been. Or... Something happened and made them realize they needed to change that. Maybe you were a rough kid, but you realize, you know what? I need to change that. I want to put some change out there. I'm one person. I'm not going to change the world, but I can be a piece of that puzzle, that puzzle that's being solved. So that's what I think it comes down to. And I think that's why anyone really gets into public service because it ain't the money. It ain't the fame. It ain't the glory. Like, you know what I mean? There are so many better paying jobs out there. There's so many more um, thankful uh, professions, but being a firefighter, police, EMS, dispatcher, nurse, doctors, you know, they get all the, the glory, but that, I think that's why we go into it. That's really what we're driven by. Cause you know, I've talked about it. Like 
I went to the police academy because I was going to use it as an avenue to go to college. Okay. But <laughs> if I really just wanted something that would make me money so I can get to college, I mean, I could have picked up any trade and it would have been fine. But to me, it would not have been rewarding and fulfilling to be a plumber, to be an HVAC guy. Not talking down to any of those professions, but that's just how I feel. And that's how I feel like a lot of my law enforcement listeners feel. So I think that's why we do it. And I think that's why we continue to do it despite all the negativity that's in the world. So I'm going to wrap up the episode today, guys. I just wanted to put that list, uh, last little uh, end cap on today's episode. A great conversation for sure. Um, before we do kind of can it for the day, I just want to let everyone know I got brand new t-shirts in the merch store, 10-8-memes.ecwid.com. Um, they are canine shirts. It's got a, a skeleton of a dog on the front and back, and it says, go ahead and run. He loves fast food. Um, it's good to train in. It's, it's like a lightweight um, shirt. So if you want to train in it, uh, use it for the gym, whatever. It's a nice little, uh, you know, it's cute. It's a little quirky. Um, as always, I've got um, koozies and stickers and patches. I've got more shirts. I've got a crime scene shirt. I'm almost out of my chase her shirts. I've got goon shirts. And I've got a few tank tops left of NCIC and chill. Uh, those are female tank tops. <clears throat> and that's really it, guys. Listen, I'm trying to get uh, all the stuff out of the merch store. I'm probably going to be doing a fire sale here in a minute, trying to get everything out of here. But in the meantime, until I make that decision or not, go ahead and check it out. Um, next week, we've got uh, Blue Wealth PD coming on, uh, talking about finance. Uh, one of the big stressors in everyone's life, but specifically law enforcement, is finance. Um, it leads to a lot of relationship issues. It leads to a lot of personal issues and stress. And the stress will lead to other negative um, implications. So I decided to get Blue Wealth PD to come on and we're going to talk about investments. We're going to talk about saving and uh, making sure that your finances are squared away for both you and your family now and in for the future. So I know that conversation I learned a lot and I'm going to be reaching out to Blue Wealth PD to kind of get my affairs in order. And hopefully you guys are going to be uh, inspired to do the same. So that's going to be next week. And then we've got a bunch of other stuff going on as we continue into the month of May. Uh, me personally, I've got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm going to try to fit everything as it comes through. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Do me a favor. Go on your podcast sites. Rate, review, subscribe. Share this episode to everybody. And uh, go on to the Instagram post, share it on your Instagram, share it on your all, all your social medias. I'd really appreciate it. The more listeners, the better I feel about this, the more I want to keep doing it. And uh, that's really what it comes down to. So thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. As always, the music will be in the description, as always. And that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Take care of each other. Stay safe. 10-8, out. I know things get better when I stop looking out through a broken window. Just can't get anywhere